You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy. It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast! And welcome to the Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Smokin' Joe. I'm Brad Jackson. So, what are we smoking this week, Brad? Ah, uh, this week we have the Espinosa Marcielago de Oro. Yeah, this is their new uh, TAA exclusive. Uh, it's kind of a remixed version of their uh, Marcielago cigar, where the original comes with a San Andreas uh, Maduro wrapper. Uh, this one has a San Andreas Claro wrapper over uh, Nicaraguan Jalapa binder and Nicaraguan fillers. Handmade in AJ Friend at San Lotano Factory in Nicaragua. Yeah, of course AJ would have a factory. How many AJ factories are there? I don't know. I think they're like all just... It's like, oh, you've got soil great for producing cigar. AJ factory. <laughs> uh, the box is kind of cool, too, because it's got these like like big, just black with like these two golden eyes. Kind of look like, I don't know, snake eyes or something. And the, and the band is this like crazy bat like golden bat band i'm like looks like yeah if we if if they ever come out with a new batman movie this would have been like a good cigar to to pair with the batman yeah well i mean mercy lago that is spanish for bat i thought that was like where trump lives well (laughs) whoa does that mean trump is batman i mean he has the budget for it i don't know if he has the uh, physical skills necessary but (laughs) he could probably afford to be batman have you ever seen Trump and Batman together? Now that you mention it, no, I haven't. Hmm. Oh shit. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm with you though. I don't. I, I think there's a certain level of physical dexterity, and uh, yeah, that may, that may yeah, be. You lacking. can't be living off of McDonald's and Diet Coke and and be the Batman. I'm sure, there's like you know a diet and a physical regime necessary to <laughs> to pull all that off. You I can mean, move that ashtray closer if you want. With, with enough money. <laughs> Anything can, is possible. Yes. <laughs> That's why I accomplished nothing. I got no money. <laughs> uh, so we're going to be talking about uh, some evil shit this week. Uh, Rising, in fact. We're talking about Evil Dead Rise, the latest chapter in the Evil Dead uh, saga, I guess uh, you'd call it. Yeah, I I would say at this point, you know, definitely a saga. Uh, and if I, you've got to fight off deadites, you should probably call them Strikeforce. Strikeforceenergy.com, promo code CigarNerds for 20% off your order. Get you all jacked up on caffeine when you got to fight off the demons. Maybe that's how people get possessed. They're under-caffeinated. Because I'm definitely under-caffeinated, and I could probably get possessed quite easily at this point. I I kind of feel like it's not all that difficult, like, <laughs> you know... Once, once a dead eye, you know, has a, uh, has you, you know, in their grasp. Um, I feel like it's kind of game over at that point. <laughs> and it's like never the fucker who reads the book that gets possessed. It's always just some random fucker that's like, no idea what's going on. It's like, you know, at least you, if you're gonna possess somebody, you should possess the person dumb enough to read the book. Or maybe the dead eyes are like, our master has summoned us. We we must protect master. Oh shit! That. Could- 
possible explanation. <laughs> but with that, we'll get right back into it. When I was just a little girl, I asked my mother, what will I be? Welcome back. It's time to get evil. Dead by dawn. Dead by dawn. Yeah, this wasn't the quirky, uh, you know, kind of B movie ish, uh, you know, Ash vs. Evil Dead or, you know, Army the... of Darkness. Like, this, this was straight up big budget, you know, uh, balls to the wall, dark, glory. Claustrophobic and you know just yeah it's as of this recording uh, budget fifteen to nineteen million has made one hundred and fourteen million so far so yeah we're gonna get probably more of these but yeah it's I don't know you watched the what two thousand thirteen like the last one that came out and they definitely have gone less humorous and more like we're making like legit horror movies but well i mean i think with you know you know you you, you had ash versus evil dead now you know to to some dismay you know the the ash character has sort of been you know a little bit removed from things and it's now like oh shit like, you know, I, I, I'm no longer that cheesy B film, you know, with Sam Raimi and it, just, dude. But at the same time, it's like, because when the, first, the last one came out in 2013, they were like, oh, this looks like a reboot. It looks like, and then the director is like, no, this is not a reboot. This takes place in the same universe. It just happens at a different time. And kind of the same with this one, where this one doesn't really mention the 2013 movie, but you know, there that writer and director is like, no, this is this is a continuation. This this also happens in this universe. So I'd like maybe eventually, and they said you know now they're kind of wanting instead of doing like every ten years, like maybe every three or four, doing like another chapter of this, and as time goes on, maybe kind of you know tying up the stories uh, a little more. Because they've, because there's one interesting thing in here that, uh, and like, so we're going to be spoilers where, you know, like most Evil Dead movies, there's always a recording of some dumbass reading the book. And he says for the first time, I think I've heard anywhere where it's like, I've acquired one of the three volumes of the, I forgot what they called the Necronomicon in this one. But that kind of theory would make sense if, let's say, the book that Ash dealt with 
is a different book. And then the 2013 incident is another volume. And then this is like a third, completely different well, book. That kind of makes sense that the well, book and is I not think that's, showing up in all these places. And People I think that's too, you know, I mean, why the covers are vastly different. Yeah. And, you know, the demonic presence that is summoned is also, you know, quite different. Yeah, where the one Ash keeps summoning is a little more uh, Loki-esque. Like, they they like to fuck with you. Where, like, the last two have been, like, the fucking dark one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, like, it's... This one worse than even, like, the last one. And the last one was pretty, pretty bloody and nasty. But yeah, before we start spoiling the shit out of it, you know, for folks that are, you know, on the fence of, well, I, I don't know, I, you know, you don't really like comedy with your whore like a lot of the older Evil Deads. Like, do you even remember the 2013 Evil Dead movie? I mean, I remember watching it, but I can't tell you, you know, outside of grandma tits and, you know, that sort of thing. Like, oh, that was the tw- the 2013s, uh, you know, the. the, the... Early 20 teens, like every movie had grandma tits. Yes. I'm glad they've gone away from that now because there was no grandma tits in this one. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this one here, I, I, I definitely feel like it's going to make a bigger impact. But then, too, you know, to your point, you know, not waiting a decade, you know. Yeah. Cause I, guess I mean, Bruce so long- Campbell is not getting any younger or anything. And, you know, I, I definitely still feel his influence in this film. Well, him and Sam Raimi are executive producers, and he does have a cameo in this. You just don't you... realize it until you listen closely that, yes. Yeah, during that uh, initial, and we'll kind of get into the, but that recording I was talking about, like, there's three, like, three records, and one of you know, the first one, the guy's, like, I guess presenting to some kind of council, like, hey, I found this book, like, I would like permission to study it, and some guy, and people in the audience are like, uh-uh. And some guy's like, dude, don't do it. Like, uh, like yeah, there's a reason like it's your, called the Book of the Dead. You're going to your church parishioners, like, requesting, you know, like, well, you know, if we're the church and we're here to battle, you know, evil, like, we should understand the evil we're up against. And it's like, eh, what if we just leave that door <laughs> sealed and don't open Pandora's box? But the the guy that is warning them is Bruce Campbell, and he sounds like someone who knows a lot about uh, the Necronomicon. And the writer-director of this is like, no, I specifically requested Bruce do that because, in my mind, that's a time-traveling Ash Williams. Even though this record's from the 1920s, we know from, you know, Army of Darkness, he's no, uh, you know... Uh, no rookie at time travel. He's, you know, so having him like pop up in the twenties at some point and be like, no, you idiots don't be fucking with this book <laughs> would make perfect sense. And, you know, tie it into the, into the universe. If they ever kind of bring him back to the, cause you know, originally there was supposed to be a sequel to the 2013 with, which was going to, I think actually have Ash in it with the, the new last girl, which is kind of funny. Cause in all like, our favorite slasher horror movies, there's always the final girl trope. And his name is Ashley Williams. He's like the ultimate final girl. <laughs> ah, yes. But I say, even before we get into like specifics, the, the feel of this movie was so different. It was a lot more, all the previous incarnations, it's been stupid college age kids getting into, you know, trouble in the woods where this, it's set in a apartment complex, and the people having to deal with the haunting are teenagers and kids and, like, young 
soon to be or young single mothers and soon to be single mothers. Uh, so like the stress of and like was like ramped up to eleven. It's one thing being in the woods and you're like we can't go anywhere we're lost, but like no, we're literally on the fourteenth floor of an apartment complex. Like there's no way out, and we're stuck here with our kids. And just kind of I don't know, just like it's like let's turn the danger level up like you know higher than it's. Well, I mean, I think with. you know. So all right, maybe since I'm getting old and I have like kids now, that it's like. Oh, kids are in danger. This is this is stressful. I didn't give a fuck about the college kids getting killed. <laughs> but I mean, you know, the way that the film opens though, like it's such a great misdirection because you know, yeah, you you see, you know, oh, okay, we're back in the woods, we're at a cabin, there's the lake and And I like the the camera tracking shot. This like the famous Evil Dead camera shot where it's like you never see the monster, but you see the monster like zoom in on somebody, and it turns out it's just a drone. Yeah, <laughs> some dude with a drone like buzzing the gonna buzz the tower and like scare this chick that's uh, reading her book on the side of the lake. <laughs> but you know, I mean, those little throwbacks, and I'm like, all right, here we go. Which, dude, I'm all for campy and cheesy when it comes to horror, whatever. You know, I mean, but you know that was so great. To just open it that way, and then when shit starts going sideways, shit really starts going sideways, and it doesn't really let up. No. And it's like, yeah, because, too, cause I'd, we talked about the trailer on here, and they show none of that, you know, cabin in the woods shit in the trailer. So when the movie started, I'm like, the fuck is this? <laughs> Are we and in the right movie? I was like, Where, when does this take place? I don't see anybody I've seen in the trailer, because, like, you know, you know, the two friends in the woods and their friend like, Oh, she was sick. I gave her some like clonopin to like knock her out or whatever. Cause I don't know. She was something made her sick last night. And then, yeah, we know what made her sick. The evil dead. And her friend goes in there to check on her and she starts freaking quoting the damn, uh, book. She's, uh, she's reading and oh, fucking grabbing a girl's uh, like ponytail and fucking scalping her. I was like, Oh shit. This movie's starting off. Uh, <laughs> All right, we're in. It's this, and then decapitating a motherfucker with a drone. See, and and the fact that I can't grow hair just makes me appreciate that. Although somebody grabbed my beard, and you know, like oh, ah, that's oh yeah, I haven't seen that in a horror movie, and that just makes my skin crawl. You just <laughs> some dude getting his friggin' jaw ripped off by his beard. But I mean, just the uh, damn title crawl though, like where the. Lady, you know, after her possession rises from the lake, and it's like evil dead rise, and you're like, oh shit. And I think it's like the first time we've seen like deadites in the sunlight. Like all the other movies take place at night. I'm well, I think Dead a... by Dawn is is a famous quote for a reason. So it's like this shit happening in the daytime. Just I don't know, just makes it a little more like fucked up. Well, I mean, I think with the higher budgets. You know, granted, like, I, I get the, the older films and everything else, you know, you're kind of using darkness, you know. To hide one. bad makeup and CGI. A exactly. <laughs> Where this here, like, dude, I mean, just fucking Sam Raimi is a fucking legend when it comes to effects. And, and the score of this film, too. Like, it's so subtle. But, you know, the, I don't know, it just far surpassed. Like, anything that, you know, I was thinking because I wasn't accounting for, all right, they, they had a legit budget this go-round. <laughs> and it far exceeded that budget, which I was I was 
you know, talking about this last night after we saw the film, and I was like, but then again, what what was this movie up against in theaters? Like, when I went last night, it was Guardians everywhere. Yeah, this came out the weekend before Guardians, so there wasn't a whole lot out that weekend that I can recall. So, I mean, it... I don't know how how well it's going to do this weekend now that you know Guardians is out, but you know it had a pretty good opening weekend for not having much to compete with that I. Uh, that but then I'm again, aware like of. this movie kind of stands on its own. Like, I, I, you know, each movie has been squeaky. Is that a deadite? <laughs> Did we just summon something? <laughs> um. I don't know. I, that completely lost my train of thought because I'm like, we got sound effects now. Spooky. Oh. Uh, so yeah, this uh, you know after our kind of fake out with the cabin, we get introduced to Beth, who is a guitar tech, not, not a groupie, groupie. <laughs> who apparently is uh found herself uh impregnated, and goes uh. Home to ask I help hate from when my her. guitars impregnate me. <laughs> I'm like, look, we were just changing our strings. It didn't need to get weird. All right, I get it. You know, I was, yeah, but moisturizing the wood, <laughs> and well, I guess the wood moisturized uh, something else. Oh, so yeah, she goes to seek uh, advice from her sister Ellie, who's played by Ashley Sutherland, and uh, Lily Sullivan is uh, plays Beth, but. Yeah, her sister is like living in a apartment complex in L.A. that has been condemned. So it's kind of shitty. They're like, yeah, they're about to tear this whole building down. We got to get the fuck out of here soon. Uh, and her apparently her husband had left her, and she's just there with her her three kids, and shit ensues. I did see a uh, on top of a repurposed bank, like yeah, like apparently the bill. That's like one of the first things. Like they the kids tell her that like, oh yeah, there's. They say the bank is like the this building used to be a bank back in the whenever and it's uh haunted by the bank manager who hung himself so if you're walking through with like change in your pockets he'll he'll fuck with you. <laughs> so like the little girl who kind of reminds me uh Cassie played by Nellie Fitch kind of reminds me of uh cause I just watched Aliens again the other night. It kind of reminds me of, like the little blonde girl from Aliens and she's like fucking weird ass kid she's like taking a broomstick and like Cutting it down and putting a doll head on it. And like, what the fuck is that? Like, oh, this is like... Staphne. Yeah, Staphne. He's like, if the ghost fucks with us, Staphne will protect us. It'll scare the shit out of him. I mean, that should have hit home with you. You got a lot of creepy dolls in your house. And I have a bow staff. Just need to combine the two. What would you call it? Stickered. Like Richard, but with a stick. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I did see a uh, read an interview with Bruce Campbell, and he was saying that him, uh, uh, Sam Raimi, and uh, Ivan Raimi, they've they're kind of working on writing like a Evil Dead Bible that way, because all these like newer movies have been done by different writers and directors, and they're kind of putting together a uh, like where this story would go you know, logically go in the future. So if other writers and directors like kind of pick up the mantle, they got kind of a, at least a loose guide to, to try to, you know, guide the story in the way that, you know, the originators 
want it to go. You know, um, you know, and they're like, and he's also like, we kind of, if this one is successful, we want to start doing these like on a regular basis instead of every 10 years or so, maybe every three or four, kind of like a, you know, James Bond movie or something. Uh, so we'll see where they, where they go from here. Maybe we'll get like, they'll tie it back in and Ash will show up at some point. Could you imagine that character in this evil dead world? Him like fucking cheesy ass Ash in like a serious horror movie. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I want to see that. I That'd really be could because you know, as a cheesy ass quirky guitar player, like, hey, my lead technician isn't here. Turns out it's Ash. She's joined a metal band. <laughs> I know, can he play with the robot hand? Well, no, we jackal. Yeah. <laughs> He plays a chainsaw as an instrument. <laughs> like. Exactly. That's, that's. I'm sold. I just answered my own question. I'm like, oh yeah, Jackal. Yeah, Bruce can be in a band. Needs to happen. And I mean, dude, we, we've seen Cybertronic Spree play. Yeah, if if, if uh, Ultron can play with uh, all that stuff on, like, dude can make it with a chainsaw. <laughs> Robots can rock. I need to go back and watch the Evil Dead TV series. I think I've never finished, like, season three. <laughs> but it's all on Netflix now. I need to sit down and go. I sh- started trying to watch season three, and it had been so long since I started watch that I watched season one and two that I couldn't remember what the fuck was going on, so I need to go back and rewatch the first two seasons. Yeah, I think we were following it pretty closely there for a while, and then I guess life just got in the way. Yeah, I think it was on one of those, like, channels that we didn't... Like, we didn't want to pay for another streaming service, and then now it's all on Netflix, so it's like, oh, yeah, i got to go back and, and and finish that. So, yeah, as you said, uh, they're in a bank. Earthquake, because uh, it's L.A., and the building's already shitty, so, you know, the kids making a pizza run come back right as the earthquake hits, and a hole opens up, and it turns out the, the old bank vault's still in the basement. And, you know, of course dumbass kid uh, who's a wannabe uh, DJ <laughs> climbs into the basement to see if he can find any uh, stuff to like it's like mom needs money let's go see what we can steal and he finds like a couple random ass records and then cause he's like, so he's a DJ he's like oh man this might be some like sweet hits from the 20s I can I can mix on and then finds a looks to be a fucking tomb inside a <laughs> covered in in hanging crosses. That was so. You know, originally I was like, "All right, if you got this thing, and you know what it's capable of, like I'm probably not gonna put it in a bank vault per se. Like, can we find a place where you know less people would be possibly going in and out of, especially having safety deposit boxes and whatnot, and just being like." I wonder what this mysterious room is here. Yeah, there's like a full-on, like, looks like a tomb in there, too. It's like, yeah, dude is going to go get his uh, his bonds out of his uh, safety deposit box. Like, hey, what's with this coffin in the corner? Oh, don't worry about that. <laughs> and, of course, he pulls out of... But then maybe, maybe, depending on how long that bank's been around. Well, the recordings were from the 20s, so, like I said... Uh, I think at one point I mentioned that building was like from the 50s or something, so... But in the 20s, did we have underground bank vaults at the time? Maybe. I don't know. It's L.A. 
<laughs> L.A. was kind of on the cutting edge of the gold rush and everything. Yeah. Uh, but I do like the new, like, design of this version of the Necronomicon. I don't. It's very bitey. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, I, the... I, I don't like to be bitten. The teeth lock <laughs> on it was like that. I mean, gone is the the the, the face from uh, Ash's version of the Necronomicon. This one looks more simpler, but that the teeth, you know, that as soon as you bleed on the book, because, you know, kid, of course, scratches his finger on it and a couple drops of blood, and he's like, oh, unlock. <laughs> and then all the really fucked up drawings. In it. <laughs> I want to find whoever the artist was. Like, just some of that artwork and everything. I was like, that's really badass. That's probably been in every, like, those are probably sketches of, like, <laughs> You know, CD albums from, you know, our favorite metal <laughs> yeah. bands throughout the years. But, you know, I was just like, whoa. I want them all. Oh, that reminds me. I saw a meme and it was like uh, Finnish uh, park rangers. They spend most of their day rescuing lost metal bands that were out in the woods trying to shoot uh, album covers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hard to maintain a sense of direction when everything's surrounded by white. Oh, speaking of white. <laughs> uh, a thing that has been in every Evil Dead movie is the haunting always starts with a good old-fashioned tree rape. And since you're not in the woods this time, they had to adapt. I think this might be the first elevator rape uh, I've seen in a, in a horror movie. Because, unfortunately, Ellie goes to do laundry while Beth is watching the kids and the elevator tries to tries to eat her. Very uh, shining, especially like later on. Yes, absolutely. I was just like, <laughs> holy fuck. Red rum. Red rum. <laughs> yeah, I saw somewhere that they used 6,500 liters of fake blood in this movie. <laughs> I believe it, dude. This movie was gory as shit. Yeah, especially, uh, I mean, oh, just some of the, 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 I don't know, for some reason, not, like, people getting shot doesn't, like, slow cutting always, like, creeps me out. And I'm just like, oh, that just, that just fucking looks, like, painful. You know, because, of course, you know, Ellie, you know, come, you know, power goes out in the building as soon as, uh, you know, homeboy starts playing the records in the, uh, you know, first one is like, you know, guys, you know, trying to get permission. And the second one is like, they told me no, I'm going to do it anyway. So here's my recording of the translation. Kandahar, yada, yada, yada. And of course, yeah. Like playing a game of uh, Legacy Betrayal, the haunt begins. <laughs> oh, great. There's that fly that we saw. <laughs> Damn it, Joe. What have you done? But yeah, that, them being like elevators all fucked up. And then, of course, the staircase collapses because, you know. Earthquake. In the, in the Evil Dead movies, it's always the bridge gets knocked out and you're. you're tra so you can't leave the cabin. This time it's the. <laughs> They're on, what, the 14th floor? Yeah. And the, the only fire escape uh, apparently is in a locked apartment. They can't uh, can't break the door down to get to it. Two guys with a shotgun and a crowbar can't seem to break into an apartment. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, you know, the, the old man even said, better you know, hey, you know, everybody's already on edge because of the power outage. Let's not, you know, compound that by adding gunfire to the mix. 
You know, I mean, he he was kind of on to something, but. Oh, uh, and then you got like the. The weird thug kids, uh, skater dudes who uh, live next door. Hey, you want to come over to my house watch uh, Freddy Krueger? And yeah, of course the teenage daughter's like, uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> come on, man. We're gonna drink some scissorp and watch uh, Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Or hang out with your brother. Eat some candy. Boots and pants and boots and pants and boots. I gotta tell you, when like they're going through the uh, garage, and you see the wood chipper, I'm like, "There's a rule in like filmmaking, dude." Every horror movie. Well, it's like not just horror movies, but there's like, because I, you know, every horror movie. I took some film classes in college for shits and giggles, and like when they were like, "If you're gonna." Have something happen in Act Three. You've got to introduce it in like Act One. It's like if you see a gun in Act One, somebody's gonna get shot in Act Three. So of course, start of the movie, they drive past a wood chipper. I'm like, ooh, that's gonna come back later. And then of course, you know, homegirl like hides the uh, knitting scissors under the couch because uh, she's using it as a decapitator doll and doesn't want mom to find out. I'm like, somebody's definitely getting stabbed with those scissors later. And I'm like, yep, there they go. <laughs> Called it. <laughs> So I was like, yeah, I'm always looking for like weird, you know, if, they, if the camera pauses on something for just a little bit too long, you're like, that's going to come back. You later. ever stole somebody's fabric scissors? Oh yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll legit cut Dude, you. that's, that's a life or death, uh, gamble. Are you use your fabric scissors on something non-fabric? Yeah, that's. I know, I get the, the fucking kitchen, like, meat scissors. Fucking kid keeps selling them to like, cut, do art, and like, it's not fucking art scissors there's like 15 pairs of scissors in this house quit using the goddamn meat scissors <laughs> meat scissors also a great metal band name <laughs> we are meat scissors <laughs> alright that just happened oh yeah but when a homegirl comes back and is like after she got fucked up by the elevator and it's like, I'm going to make eggs and just, just throw in like things. And she's like, they're like, you okay? She's like, I had a great dream. I cut you all open and crawled inside. <laughs> and it's like, okay. <laughs> but like, she has that moment of clarity too, where she knows like, she's when she's like, it's inside of me. Please save my children. And before like, you know, she got fully, fully fucking taken. And then, just dies. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. That's one thing that this film did is just kind of the inner struggle of. All right, I've been possessed. I've I've got to use my time wisely. So like, run. <laughs> oh, when she ta- attacks the daughter with the fucking because you know, sister's a guitar tech. Mom apparently is a uh, tattoo artist, <laughs> and uh, fucking. Stabs the kid in the face with the damn tattoo gun after she, like, jabs it in her own neck. Like, I need some ink. And then fucking starts, like, trying to tattoo her face. I was like, oh, that that fucking... I mean, I, and the, the, that shot of it almost getting her in the eye before it, like, she turns oh, yeah. and it hits her in the cheek. And it's like, ooh, that, like, tattoo gun to the eye. That's like some make-your-skin-crawl shit. That's like some, uh, some, uh, uh, jigsaw-type <laughs> type stuff there. Well, you know, like, people oh. are getting their, uh... Eyes tattooed now, right? People are fucking dumb, dumb man. <laughs> like, I'm just like, man, I don't... 
I mean, I thought like the inner lip tattoo is bad. I'm like, I don't want anybody anywhere near my fucking eyes with a tattoo gun. I don't care how how good you are. Like, no. Nah. Well, I mean, it's not like I don't want you fucking sneezing or be... me sneezing. Like, no, no, get that shit away from my eyeballs. It would just be like, hey, instead of you know whites, you now got you know purples and blacks and whatnot. I have seen that before. It scared the fuck out of us. We were uh, back when I was a cop. We pulled over a lady for DUI. She's like blown out both her tires. And kept driving till like, the rims ground down to the axle nearly. And she gets out of the car, and her eyes are completely white. And we're like, oh, goddamn, it's a vampire. Or a fucking zombie. And she's like, oh, no, I had this, like, surgery, and it's illegal here in the U.S. I had to go to Brazil, but they basically completely white out your eyes. So this is not, not contacts. This is, like, fucking permanent. And I'm like, bitch, you crazy. And you're drunk. You're coming with us. <laughs> you're crazy. I'm Your gonna car need has to, no wheels. <laughs> I'm going to need to cuff you, and uh, you're coming to my dungeon. Uh, but seeing that at 2 in the morning is like, oh, fuck, what the hell is this? <laughs> it's the goddamn zombie apocalypse has finally started. <laughs> Thanks for the heads up, buddy. Yeah. See where your loyalty lies. Turns out it wasn't a zombie, so we were good. There was, there was no need to put out a warning. I've seen zombies. They're all over Seattle. <laughs> Those are uh, heroin acts. <laughs> Yeah, it's all fentanyl. <laughs> oh. Oh, but when she comes... Yeah, because they think she's dead, but they can't get out of the building. And then, of course, deadites never stay dead. They always return. That, when she, like... They're like, she's oh, she's burning up. Let's put her in the, uh, in the tub. And the water starts boiling, and she, like, just pops out of the tub and starts spider-crawling along the fucking wall. And, like, the kid's like, Mom? And she's like... Oh, mommy's with the maggots now. I'm like, oh, that's fucking... <laughs> Shoot that bitch! <laughs> yeah, I mean, even without a gun, like... I don't know, deadites would be difficult to try to contain. <laughs> yeah, because you, you... As much as you fuck them up, you can't really kill them. You just kind of knock them out and they revive. And, you know, and, you know, in fact, we find out later on, uh, the only way to kill a deadite is just complete bodily destruction of the host. <laughs> so it's like, if there's any part of them left, it's coming back. You're going to have to. But it's almost like a, you know, I mean, you, you know, you said zombie earlier, but, you know, like, oh, well, she got attacked with a tattoo gun. Yeah, that's because mommy's blood was on the tattoo gun and transferred into the daughter. Yeah, so they chunk... And I gotta give it to uh, Alyssa Sutherland. Her as as the deadite lady is just fucking her manner. She's just creepy as fuck. <laughs> I mean, not just the like uh, whatever mommies with the maggots when they like chunk her out into the hall, and she's like they lock her out of the apartment, and she's like you know knocking on the door like let me in, come on, kid. I mean, yeah, she's like yeah, yeah, just the manipulation too of you know. I'm sorry. I said some hurtful things. I wasn't myself. I'm better now. You know, like... like bitch, we've heard that before. <laughs> of course, kid's dumb enough to open the door a little bit and gets uh, gets choked uh, until they chunk her back out in the hallway. But that's probably one of the like most brutal scenes. I, like, because all the neighbors, like, come to help and she, like, even fucks them all up. Even the one dude, like, tries to shoot her with a shotgun... But it's all shot from, like, the perspective of looking through the little uh, fucking peep window in the door. So you don't even get to see, like, that her just slaughtering people in the hallways. Just, just kind of running back and forth uh, 
and, fr- and like fucking blood like splattering onto the the peephole and shit. I was like, oh that, I don't think I've seen that in a movie before. I was like, that's that's cool as shit. <laughs> but that's your only advantage of an apartment. And I kind of weird. Like, is there like some kind of vampire clause or something where like the dead has to be invited back in? Because I'm pretty sure those apartment doors. She she wouldn't have been just chilling in the hallway. She would have been through that door. Well, I mean, apparently those doors were, you know, 50s construction was better than today's construction. So it's not like hollow press board. Because, you know, fucking the neighbor and uh, and uh, the old man couldn't break into the one apartment with the with the uh, fire escape with a crowbar and a, and a shotgun. Like, so I guess Deadite, you know, can't kick in the door. She can't crawl through a through a vent yeah, after a cat though but <laughs> yeah dude that was Schrodinger's cat yeah, cat's like, I'm hanging out up here in the in the vents man and then it's like oh shit it's on to me <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for her to pop out with like the fucking dead cat in her mouth like eating the damn thing but I don't know theoretically the cat might have got away we never saw a dead cat we just heard the cat meow and the demon like ooh I can crawl through the vents. I haven't thought of that. Ah, oh, shit. I'm allergic to cats. <laughs> We've seen that before, though. The mummy. <laughs> oh. But, yeah, then, you know, they they lock mom, mom out, and uh, the sister, uh, Bridget, uh, who got uh, tattoo gun to the face, starts getting infected. And when they find her, man, just fucking, like, squatting on the counter, eating a giant-ass wine glass. And she's like, I gotta kill the bugs in my stomach, you know, like you'd have, you know, because, you know, homegirl's pregnant. But, yeah, just the fucking, when she swallow it and you see, like, her throat, like, stretch out with, like, a shard of glass, I'm like, oh, that's, yeah. Not coming back from that. You're about to shit blood, kid. (laughs) I don't know. I think even before that, like, you know, when... Deadite mommy, um, you know, jumps on her impregnated sister and, like, she's on top of her and you have that moment of, you know, her grabbing the stomach and you're like, all right, we're about to see, like, you know. Oh, yeah, I thought we were about to have a fucking, like, you know. <laughs> fucking fetus, fetus like, uh, <laughs> like are, fetus are we rip. about to go there? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, you know, happened once she got in through the vents. But before that, like, you know. Sister goes goes batshit, and of course, uh, Stephanie fucking turns into a, like you know broker staff, and now it's all pointy, and they just like stab her like straight through the through the fucking mouth, and and then you know brother like fucking wraps her up in uh, blankets and like ties her up in the bed like just in case. So like, all right, show like show me what the fuck is going on here. So he finally you know confesses to stealing the book and shows the book and the records to. Uh, to Beth and she's like alright he's like I've listened to the first two records she's like alright well I'm gonna listen to the third record to see if there's some kind of clue of how we can stop these things but there's no power she's like ha but I'm a guitar tech <laughs> so I'm gonna build a generator out of batteries and your mom's tattoo gun to uh, power up this turntable so I can I can listen to it two turntables and a microphone where it's at <laughs> she's like alright I'm gonna put on headphones uh, so if this thing possesses me, no one else will hear it. Like, take this knife and like, you know, go watch your sister. Well, that's the point where Mama starts trying to come in through the vent, 
and him like him and little sister like walking through the house to investigate the sound and you just see like Deadite sister walk around the corner like with the blanket still over her head like following them like y'all got a creepy ghost behind you <laughs> that was like, just like the fucking blanket chick just like following him through the hallway it was like was, like very michael myers ish yeah young michael myers with his blanket <laughs> Uh, let's cut some eye holes in that thing. <laughs> Deadites don't need to see. They're already dead. Uh, yeah, then, yeah, of course she, yeah. Yeah, and she's chasing him through the house with the knife while, you know, homegirl's still in there, like, jamming out to, to Deadite Radio. <laughs> no idea everyone's getting slaughtered. This guy's got a very soothing voice. <laughs> Seems to be distraught. And it wasn't the message you were looking for. Yeah, he's like, I fucked up. Everybody's possessed. I'm probably going to be possessed now. I uh, tried to kill my my other priests. Uh, turns out the only way to... But they kept coming... I buried them in, in holy ground, and they still came back. Apparently, the only way to kill them is complete and utter destruction, if that even works. I'm, I'm pretty much fucked here. If you find this book, like, do not read it. Bury this fucker in a bank vault somewhere. <laughs> Get yourself a boomstick. But I'm just curious, where do the deadites go, right? Like, does he have complete and utter destruction? Well, I think they could return to the crazy camera thing that follows people around. <laughs> like, the, you kill the body, like, the fucking, you, all you're doing is, like, unleashing the demon soul that now can, you know, travel around invisible and find a new host. As we will see later on. <laughs> but yeah, she comes out of the bedroom and like, you know, now bro is like stabbed to death. But at least he sets her on fire. Uh, you know, tries to take her out out with him before he, he gets put down. And then, you know, mama shows up for like round two and does that, like you said, trying to rip a... We thought we were about to have a, a fucking fetal uh, <laughs> extraction moment there. But, of course, the hidden scissors come back into play. Like, you know, little girl hiding under the couch is like, take the scissors and fucking shank mom. <laughs> I'm not a groupie. Hey, even the old man means, hey, this is my my uh, sister Beth. Oh, the groupie. <laughs> God damn it, I'm a guitar tech. <laughs> but are you? <laughs> I'm really good at the G string. <laughs> Guitar solo. Oh. And this is where the movie kind of became uh the thing. <laughs> Cuz they they trying to escape even though there's nowhere to escape. They're like, "All right, we're going to like risk this fucked up elevator. <laughs> at least hide in it if we can't get out." You know, with the grab the boomstick uh, and some shells from, and then, you know, of course all the people that got murdered by the deadites earlier are now becoming deadites. And then they start like fucking becoming like a body mass thing. Like, like, well, I mean, very I, much I like love it, how like it, uh, the thing, you know, where, you know, whenever bad shit's about to happen, like you just see all the pages of the Necronomicon go haywire and then whatever page it stops on, that's the entity you get. So yeah. then, you know, 
Like, this one was just like, all right, now we're just going to be a mass of all, you know, hands, arms, legs, and, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, I think they called it the uh, the Marauder, is what that entity was called. Not that they ever actually, I'm pulling that from Wikipedia, not that they ever actually called that, but I remember. Sounds like they got that from Doom. I remember there being a Marauder in Doom. <laughs> but yeah, once they get into the elevator, and it's like the, uh, it starts filling up with blood, and of course the Marauder jumps on the elevator, and it like exceeds the weight limit, like a, you know too many people in a Dragon Con elevator, and that... That thing just drops 14 floors, but since it's full of blood, I guess that gave him some, like, shock absorbing, but we get that fucking straight up, uh, like I said, alright, the Marauder is uh, from Thing, and now we're gonna rip off uh, the Shining, because when that thing hits the floor and just bursts open, and, like, the wall of blood goes <laughs> goes flowing out, it's like, I think I've seen this before. <laughs> red rum! Red rum! That's amazing. That's where most of your 6,500 liters of blood came from, and then... <laughs> The rest of it's all going to be uh, fucking... 6,500 liters of blood on the wall. 6,500. <laughs> and I do like, because in every Evil Dead movie, you've got to have a Buick. You know, Ashes like, whatever, 70-something Buick in the first couple movies, even went to the past with him. And in the 2013 version, when they go to what looks to be the same cabin, a rusted-out, wrecked version of Ashes uh, Buick is there... Well, what is the mom driving they're trying to escape in? Like a mid-90s Buick station wagon, still that fucking khaki color, just like ashes. I'm like, it's not the same car, but it's still a Buick. (laughs) and still pretty shitty looking. (laughs) Starting to see some trends here. Fucking, I don't know. Sam Raimi's got a thing about uh, Buicks. Well, I mean, that was a pinnacle of vehicle back in the day. Like, (laughs) you know, everybody strived. It's that baby shit khaki color. (laughs) Oh, back in the day, you didn't have any other choice. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're living in a, a social building. status. They can't. Uh, they can't afford a new new car. Uh, but yeah, they the fucking marauder comes down and starts like fucking ring around the Rosie, chasing him around the car. <laughs> yeah, and they manage to. Oh yeah, and they grab a chainsaw, um, and a boomstick, and of course you know. They, they're able to like make a hole and get out of the out of the thing, but then little girl gets snatched, and a uh, big sister or big aunt has to come back in and save her from the, fucking just like crawling up in the back of that uh, the shredder truck with the chainsaw. I was like, I just want your little head. <laughs> I've I've got three heads. I need one more. <laughs> These are much too big. I need a much smaller one. <laughs> and then we get kind of some of our famous. Uh, I mean, early in the movie, she said everyone here is going to be dead by dawn, but then we get, uh, you know, sister jumping on the shredder with the shotgun is like, come get some. <laughs> like, you said the thing. But they didn't say groovy. There's no groovy. But yeah, she fucking just gets, like, immediately pimp slapped by the, by the monster and fucking it starts crawling over into the, trying to throw her in the, in the uh, shredder and... She ends up turning the turning the tide, and of course the shredder turns around and starts blowing fucking rain and blood back on her. <laughs> That's where the rest of the sixty five hundred liters came from. It's like it's fucking rain and blood, metal. <laughs> Slayer would be proud. Uh, 
Yeah, that, uh, it getting shredded by the, <laughs> the fucking, it's always a good movie when someone ends up in a wood chipper. I mean, we saw it in a, a couple weeks ago when we talked about, uh, 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 what the hell was it? The, uh, Retaliators movie. It's like, I always love it when a, when a, someone ends up in the wood chipper. But you know the Classic. most iconic wood chipper scene to me is still Fargo? that fucking <laughs> Tells from the Crypt episode. Oh, yeah. Like, my dad would always warn me, you know, he'd be like, all right, we're going to go, you know, grind some limbs. He's like, keep in mind, wood chipper doesn't realize if it's a limb or a bone, so keep your hands away from the spinny bits. And oh, it's always like horror movies have we seen where a wood, someone ends up in a wood chipper? Tucker and Dale, Tells from the Crypt. I'm sure it's happened either Those... Friday the 13th or... Yeah, th- in the remake, the, the, the Friday the 13th remake, there's a wood chipper in that. Um, the... Our Christmas episode, when we talked about Christmas horror movies, the one of the uh, whatever Santa Claus movies, like dude got wood chippered. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just one of those like. Hell, I think Chucky's even done it. It's like it's it's, it's fucking iconic. I mean, it's 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 a trope. Like, if you're gonna show a wood chipper, like, it's not a horror movie until somebody has at least gone through it. And I love how like after they escape they tie it into the pre-credit you know title card sequence turns out the girl that was originally possessed also lives in the building and like was apparently on you know the fifth floor and missed all the shenanigans and typical fucking teenager shit like walks into this garage that is just literally painted with blood and guts facetiming her buddy on her phone and not noticing a damn thing going on around her like there's fucking guts hanging from the light fixture, and she's just like, "Doo doo doo, yeah, we're gonna, I'm gonna pick you up, we're gonna go to the cabin and party and whatnot, and meet my boyfriend and have some drone sex or whatever," and like just not notices any of the fucking carnage around her until after she hangs up and is like, "Uh, wait a minute, what's this?" <laughs> and then we get our fucking zo- camera zoom in on her, like uh, in typical Evil Dead fashion. But yeah, I, I kind of that whole sequence. I'm like, "Yep, this is a." Typical dumb, uh, dumb teenager here, like just fucking glued to her phone, like not zero situational awareness. That's like not notice the the you know gallons of blood on the wall. So much blood and sinew. Yeah, and fucking. Whatever. But then again, like Beth and the child just fucking covered. <laughs> Imagine like walking down the road with a oh yeah, and like they go to yo. Fucking the only thing left of the monster is like the head, and it starts like you're gonna be a horrible mom just like me. And she's like, "Fuck you, bitch!" And like kicks her head the rest of the way into the damn chipper. <laughs> uh, they're like, "All right, we're gonna leave. Let's grab the chainsaw and the shotgun just in case." <laughs> Somebody's got to come back and clean that up. Oh, fucking uh, like hotel or the apartment complex's janitor crew shows up the next morning. And is like, what the fuck? <laughs> God damn it! Fuck it, they're condemning this place anyway. I ain't cleaning it, this shit it's up. It's only Monday. <laughs> and they left the pizza in the garage too, man. Like, you drop the pizza, as long as it doesn't follow the box, it's still good. You can eat, like, you know, squished Dude, pizza. how many times have I scraped the cheese off of the cardboard lid? <laughs> hey, those kids are fucking soft, man. Like, we dropped the pizza so we can't eat it. Bullshit, it was still in the box. You didn't drop like, it on the floor. Like, there was a time 
Now you just when, have pizza bowls instead of pizza slices. <laughs> well, I mean, I remember the old school days of ordering pizza. There wasn't, you know, insulated cases and blah, blah, blah. It was, you know, 15 minutes or it was free. So, you know, you you never knew what kind of condition your pizza's going to arrive. <laughs> but you're damn rest assured your pizza was going to be there. That's the one thing I miss the most about living out in the fucking woods is, like, I live too far to have pizza delivered. It's like I've not had delivery pizza in like fucking six years at this point. It's like the convenience of being able to call someone and they bring you food is just like yeah. The but thing at the same don't... time, nowadays, you know, post COVID, like I've tried to order Domino's like three times here in Dawsonville, and like after an hour, they'll call you. Yeah, our driver's never gonna make it. So if you want food tonight, you're gonna have to come and get it. Um, yeah, if I get, I just call it in on my way home from the shop and I stop and pick it up on the way home. But yeah, it's like. Oh, the convenience of, like, waking up and being like, man, I'm hungry. I don't want to go anywhere. Let me call a dude to bring me pizza. <laughs> when are they going to start doing the drone delivery? That way, I can, you know, maybe a drone will make it out this far since I can't get somebody to fucking drive yeah, out Yeah, but here. then you're not going to know if it's an AI Skynet drone or your Amazon drone or, you know, some other drone or, you know, the drones are going to get distracted or their signals mixed with the other... I... I don't know. Then, are you still on the hook to tip a drone? <laughs> Give it a little squirt of oil or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> got any energon cubes? You know, just <laughs> hit them a little WD forty. You're all good now, buddy. You got a little squeak. <laughs> oh, I know some cities got those like robot cars that like fucking self driving little little cars that show up for your pizza now. <laughs> Yeah, I'm starting to see those little, you know, tray robots and more and more restaurants that, you know, come tableside and like, your food is now ready. Please take your food. Please watch out. Plates are hot. Yeah, that's fucking weird when you see that. Okay, I'm leaving now. Bye. <laughs> I think Chick-fil-A has those now. <laughs> I know I've seen one in like the... They're probably not even cows. They're still cats. <laughs> That only works in, you know, Eastern, you know, Asian, Korean, Japanese, Chinese. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, yeah, there's like a Japanese, like, it's like a weird fusion restaurant because they have Indian food and Japanese food on the menu. But we went there one night, and they they had like a drink bot that would like bring like bring your drinks to your table and shit. <laughs> I was like, booze bot, I summon thee. <laughs> Hi, Joseph. You're, you're drinking... I, I never told you my name. <laughs> Goddamn Skynet. <laughs> oh, we've hacked your phone. We know all about you. <laughs> we didn't even have to hack your phone. You agreed to a thing, so we just got your data automatically. <laughs> Fucking Google. So, yeah, with the... Money this thing is is made. Uh, we're definitely will get another one. Do you think they keep doing the like kind of unconnected stuff, or do we finally start getting them tying these stories together somehow? I, I mean, I think they've done a good job of sort of paying homage. I I don't know. It's going to be hard to kind of tie them all together just because, like. 
these last few films have definitely gone in a much serious, much darker direction. And I think you're going to lose that if, you know, the same Ash, you know, reemerges. And... But I don't know, it would be kind of funny to see him being him in this grim, dark world. Like, everything else around him is, like, super fucking serious. And he's, like, you know, hitting on Beth or whatever, you know, and making, like, dumb fucking jokes. I don't know, the, the kind of, like, I kind of want to see that. I like, think that, would, that would almost have to be, like, I think a fan film. I don't think Lionsgate or, you know, the big studio is going to be like, yeah, we're totally on board with that. Like, <laughs> Or him just showing up, like, at the end and, like, fucking boomsticking a motherfucker and be like, welcome to the party, Or modern, modern Bruce Campbell. You know, like, I was kind of disappointed that the old man with the shotgun was not Bruce Campbell. <laughs> like, that's kind of what I was, you know, originally thinking was going to happen. He's, the, like, the fucking landlord or something. Yeah. You know? like, it's like, you know, the shitty landowner, but, you know, he's a shitty landowner because he doesn't want a lot of people there because he knows what's under, you know. Yeah. Or do we have, like, the... uh the new survivors are like, we need to find out more about what we just fucking dealt with. Like, do a internet search and find these stories of Ash and, like, go to him, like, you know, fucking hiding out in his trailer park and going, I seen some shit, kids. Let me, let me tell you about it. <laughs> or do we get another, like, Army of Darkness where it's, like, fucking... We get Ash in the 20s now. Since we, you know, we, we know he was there for that recording. We get Ash in the, in the fucking priest. He's the one that they haven't put the Necronomicon in the fucking uh, bank vault. Yeah, I mean, maybe that flashback could work where we see him, you know, kind of way back. And then, you know, somehow, you know. Because he's like telling the story. And then, you know, and the has to like time travel to like present day. And it's like, oh, that's how all of this happened. Or do we even get, like, uh, kind of Jason X? We get Nep- Necronomicon in the future. Some fucker finds it. They, somebody's like, we can't let people keep being possessed. Let's launch these fuckers into space. And then some damn space uh, alien or, or fucking uh, uh, whatever uh, space station finds this probe floating with damn Nep- Necronomicons in it. And we get deadites in space kind of feel like that would be too much like doom or aliens at that i mean point. every like horror franchise is like fucking jason went to space uh leprechaun went to space hell even uh what was those little uh the little furry bastards critters critters went to space hell even uh killer uh, clowns from outer space hellraiser one of the hellraiser movies take place in space <laughs> it's like it's like you either die a hero or you live long enough to go to space. Fucking Fast and the Furious went to space. I mean, <laughs> I mean they don't call it a space race for nothing, Joe. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Why did I not think of that? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, do you even like? I mean, do you even remember the 2013 Evil Dead? I remember the kills were awesome. Like the, yeah, I remember the, the kills were, were great. It, I remember the walking bloody. tree. I remember you know grandma tits. But it hasn't been. It wouldn't really. 
I don't know what that made, but it, I saw it once in theaters. I think that's all I've ever watched it. I've never like you know like well, I, I every mean, couple of years I'll watch Evil Dead or but uh, then again the like shit. dude, it's it's been a decade. Like you know, for us, you know the, the OG Evil Dead, and I mean that's a cult classic. And I don't know that you know I'm sure at the time when we talked about it, it was impactful and and but. A but decade yeah, it has, it has passed. Had the rewatchability that the original you know, films like have. It, and that, and I'm afraid that this film, even as successful as it is today, if they wait another decade, yeah, it's going to be and forgotten that's, again. And you know, and that's even if you know the same folks are around a decade from now to remake it, like you know, being that, real, uh, like that. Uh... They didn't take the Necronomicon with them. It's still in that apartment. So if they come and, like, fucking level that building and you see some... Uh, I was waiting for, it for, like, a fucking post credit scene, which they didn't have. It's like, you know, they level the building and some construction worker is, like, you know, cleaning up the mess and, like, moves a rock and, like, hey, here's this book. <laughs> but you did have a post credit effect. What was that? Just the fly. Oh, the fly. Because, yeah, at this point, like... I mean, the, the, I Google movies before I go in. Does this have a post credits? So I know if I can leave or not. And it's, you know, internet said there was no post credits, so I didn't stick around for the fly. <laughs> but, uh. I don't know. You know, I'm. I'm... Like, here, the possessions are just very immediate. Like a place like L.A. County, like that's oh, high that density. Everything just else spreads like, like a zombie apocalypse, and it's like fucking deadite city. We end up with a damn Resident Evil situation <laughs> real fucking quick. You know, and, and maybe maybe that's how we sort of get a tie-in. Is you know, it's not just a handful of people that are possessed, like. There's a mass, you know. We get a literal army of the dead again. And then, you know, <laughs> Ash, you know, comes with a band of priests or, you know, something to that effect. And it's like, this is how we deal with deadites, <laughs> you know, or something to that. I, I don't know. Like We, we got to fight our way into the city and get the books and destroy them or some shit. We have to bring all three books together and... and <laughs> You can't destroy just one. You gotta, you gotta stab. But them. are there more than three books? There, I mean, he, dude in the in the recording said three, so who knows? There could be more. Or does it go digital? Some fucker like scans that shit and uploads it to the internet, and fucking we get Necronomicons all over the all over the world. We get World War Deadite instead of World <laughs> War Z. I think I'd take. The Z over the deadites. <laughs> At least the zombies stay dead once you kill them. <laughs> Fucking deadites just pop back up unless you got a wood chipper uh, laying around. Or a nice flamethrower would probably. I mean, dude, you're all about prepping. It sounds to me like uh, it's time to get you a wood chipper. <laughs> I get a wood chipper and a flamethrower. <laughs> so, what do you think of the, the bat here? I like it. It's. Um... You know, got a little bit of spice, a little bit of cedar. Um, not a whole lot on the sweetness. Um, sort of nutty. These? Nah, not 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 those, but you know, this is you know. 
got a little bit of a uh I don't know. Walnut. <laughs> I don't know what kind of nut. Uh, like if I grabbed a handful of nuts and put them in my mouth, but not these nuts, you know, this nut like <laughs> I'm sure one of those would jump out at me, but it it's realistically not a bad smoke, um, you know. I kind of want to try just, the the original now, the the regular Mercilago cuz it's a much darker cigar. But again, you know, this is this just is one of those kind of cigars that, you know, aren't going to be available to, you know, just anyone or everybody without, you know, either using a TAA brick and mortar avenue that happens to stock them or, you know, an online avenue and, you know, as of late, like the last couple of years, dude, I I have not ordered any cigars. Like my confidence in UPS, the Postal <laughs> Service, and FedEx is, you know, down the shitter. Fucking jacked up. or And also, I, I spend far too much time at home, so, like, going out to a cigar shop is, like, the only social interaction I get uh, <laughs> working from home. So it's like, yeah, I definitely, yeah, don't even care to have cigars at the house because I'm like, I want to get out of the house and, and have a cigar. But that's all we got for you this week. We'll be right back with some science. This Labor Day weekend, fandom is calling. Let Michael, Mike, Darren, and Jen help you answer the call with the latest news, notes, tips, and tricks on the DragonCon Report. Available as an audio podcast, visit dragonconreport.com and for the first time ever, watch us on video via Facebook Live and YouTube. We want to help you celebrate your fandom in all the best ways. So listen up and we'll see you at the con. It's time for some science. You want to learn some shit? Yeah, like keep your cell phone away from the microphone. Yeah, that sort of thing. Speaking of shit, scientists are investigating a 2,200-year-old time capsule made of poop. That's shitty. Poop capsule. I didn't know it was a time capsule. (laughs) (laughs) Well, apparently for thousands of years, condors have been breeding and nesting in the same sheltered spot in Nahuli Hapi Hapi National Park in Argentina. 
and we just decided to go to disturb it and be like, oh, give us your poop capsule. <laughs> so, yeah, apparently this... We can't just leave shit well enough alone. <laughs> uh, yeah, so apparently this uh, you know, large nest of giant condors have been there for forever, and their poop has just been... Apparently it's located on like the side of a cliff under an overhang, so it's kind of hard to get to, but they've been pooping off the side of a cliff for thousands of years, and scientists have figured they can actually dig through it and get information about how the environment is and diets have changed over time. Now where are they going to go now that we disturb their sanctuary? Well, they didn't fuck with the nest, just their poop, so... <laughs> Yeah, but somebody fucks with my poop. I'm like, man, you people are fucked up. I'm out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't the uh, fucks with my own poop. So paleo ecologists uh, are examining the organic organic matter of, for clues about these large birds of prey. Uh, teams of researchers from Canada, Argentina, and the U.S. examined nine-inch thick slices of poop. Uh, for telltale traces of chemical isotopes, metals, and DNA determined that, and determined it's around 2,000 years old. Hey guys, what did we get today? I don't know. Just another shipment of shit. <laughs> like, I don't... I mean, I can't really say anything. I mean, I'm sure they're much better off than I am financially, but at the same time, it's like... I'm a scientist that studies poop. Yeah, so they've, uh... You know, apparently nesting is super important to these uh, these birds. You know, since they kind of return to the same place over and over again through uh, generations. Uh, so through the analysis, they were able to identify a period where the deposits' growth slowed down. And, you know, apparently uh, went from 0.08 uh, centimeters to only 0.003 centimeters a year uh, during this time. About a hundred. Uh, 1650 to 650 years ago that indicates a mass abandonment of the nesting area for centuries, which apparently coincided with a volcanic eruption in the area. So, you know, volcanoes scared off the, uh, the birds for a while and also kind of killed off the carrion that they were, you know, these virtual ah, condors uh, normally eat on. And they also said found that you know over the centuries that uh, their diet shifted from eating carrion of the native species like wild llamas and beached marine animals uh, to more livestock and sheep as kind of humans uh, started uh, farming the area and also you know cities and stuff building up on the you know beachfront so there's less uh, beached uh, fishes to to eat on. And also they found that uh, apparently they're increasingly being poisoned by trace metals um, as kind of hunting became a thing and they were eating things that had been shot with lead bullets. So yeah, there's a 2,000-year-old uh, poop history of condors now uh, available to, uh, to read. And another news, apparently legalizing marijuana has caused to a decline in teen usage of marijuana. Huh. It's like making stuff illegal makes it, you know, more desirable to get. Or, you know, just... 
Hold on. Repeat that again. I'm not sure I can't. Teen marijuana use has declined when it was legalized. CDC study finds. I mean, you took the edginess away. It's no longer metal, dude. We can't smoke the weed now. Fucking my grandpa, you know, gets it for his glaucoma and shit now, so... You know, I mean, it's hard to be, you know. It's like when they outlawed alcohol. It was like the rise of organized crime because people aren't going to stop using shit. They're just going to have to get more creative on how they get it. But then also, once you legalize it, now you've got to get your... There's less business for your local drug dealer. If you can just go into a dispensary and purchase it, there's less illegal avenues to acquire weed. Well, I mean, you don't... you're have to go to the illegal avenue. What I'm saying is like getting them from a licensed distributor, you have it's kinda of like buying out going to a liquor store and buying alcohol. You gotta have ID and be of legal age. Where when it's illegal, anybody can get that shit because they can just buy it from your 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 local uh, uh pothead. Hey you're shady. I'm <laughs> shady too. Great. Yeah so by legalizing it now the only kind of avenue because you know you're not going to sell illegal weed when everybody can just go buy it at the local store. So there's less kind of sources for, you know, people to get uh, illegal weed in these legal areas. So now you have to be of age to, to get your smoke on. I don't know. The, the war on drugs has just kind of been kind a waste of, of time <laughs> and money and lives. I mean, you know, people are going to do what people are want to go you know, they'll do what they want. You know, you're not going to control, like, there's nothing you're going to do to a criminal that's not going to stop criminal behavior besides locking him away in a secure facility where he can't do criminal things, right? Like, kind of the same with the, you know, drug addict, you know? If if there's no desire for that addict to want to change, they're not going to change. Yeah, some of the things that you know, the use risk behavior study by the CDC which tracks an array of behaviors linked with poor health in students grades 9 to 12 uh basically 2009-2013 teen cannabis use was trending upward but began decreasing uh after that, uh, as the first recreational marijuana laws were passed, kind of uh, suggesting that, you know, one of the big uh, arguments against legalization, oh, it's like everybody's going to start smoking more weed. And uh, and it's kind of now that they've actually been tracking the data, it's like, oh, no, it's like opposite of that. Like now that we're legalizing it and regulating it, that's less people are <laughs> are having access to it. Hmm. Well, if you can't get a hold of weed, maybe you should try the woolly umbrella. Is that going to get me high? It might. It is uh, possibly the new cannabis, uh, and it smells like curry. While I say it doesn't have THC, it produces a large amount of medical cabinoids, uh, CBG. So while it, uh, you know these new flowers... Uh, aren't necessarily going to get you high. Uh, it, they are kind of like packed with the more medical use uh, cabinoids that have been used to treat cancer and a ton of other diseases. It's a South African flowering plant. Uh, and 
while your I guess your traditional weed plants, most of the the cannabis is in the like the flowering part of it, so you have to like grow a lot of it. Where this is like almost like the whole plant contains uh, you know cannabinoids, so it's like a lot more uh, I guess uh, ecological source for for the uh, the old uh, you know medical side of the uh, the cannabis industry. Also said they uh evidence suggests they uh can be used to deter predators if you plant them in your garden and produce a natural sunblock. So you can you know, you can you know get high and rub some flowers on you and not get sunburnt. Or not really get high, but just get, you know, healthy. <laughs> I mean that's to me, that's really no different than the CBD, like, we're going to, you know, like, the actual CBD store, not your, you know, <laughs> Delta 8s and that sort of thing, yeah, the, you you're know. Yeah, getting your just regular, your, your you know, non-high CBD gummies to help you sleep better and muscle recovery and all that stuff, which, done that a couple times, it actually, I actually do sleep better on that stuff, but it fucking, like, tastes like shit. It's oh, like, yeah, it's you'll like eat a it, it, straight it, up a, fucking pine tree. You get, like, a, uh, just a bad like aftertaste on that on that shit so it's like i don't i don't do them very often because it's just like ugh. it's like eat one and about 30 minutes later i'm like all right i gotta like you know brush my teeth or fucking you know drink something because like now now it just tastes like foot like most of the C- actual cbd stuff i've tried it's it's very very pine trait tasting <laughs> sucking on an old uh pine air freshener well the interior of the moon has been revealed at last. Is it cheese? Turns out it's not cheese. Shit. It's like iron, apparently. Uh, apparently, seismologists had left behind uh, things to uh, to uh, whatever study the uh, moon quakes, uh, and basically, you know, based on readings from these like moon quakes instead of earthquakes. Uh, They've been able to kind of figure out what the moon is actually made of it and, and has a fluid core around a solid inner core, much like the Earth. Also why the uh, it has kind of like a magnetic field is because it has a solid iron core and why the moon affects tides and werewolves and all that other shit. Yeah, including iron-rich material, uh, which has risen from the core mantle boundary all the way to the surface. So I don't know if there's, like, moon volcanoes. That's probably going to be a new uh, horror movie in the near future. Moon-cano. <laughs> Fucking werewolves come out of, Instead of it like... being Mars, it's now the moon. It's like, <laughs> oh, great. There's portal to hells all throughout outer space. <laughs> Fucking Doom 3, moon volcano. That's all I got for you this week. Little weed, little moon, some condor shit. And we'll be right back with some news. And now it's time for all things nerdy in nerd news. And welcome to this edition of Nerd News. Yeah, news. All right, up next, uh... I'm thinking people really want to start going fast. 
Um, it, and they're furious about it too, for some reason. Well, I mean, not only are they furious, but then you know they're getting a little bit twisted, and then you know, uh, we got you know another franchise, Gran Turismo, dropping a movie. <laughs> which at first I was like, how are they going to do this as a movie? But after seeing the trailer yeah, and tie the game into yeah, you know, and then it's based, it's based on based on a, a real trailer. I'm yeah, not familiar with that. Basically, you know fucking david hopper from uh stranger things is putting together a bunch of elite gamers and seeing if they can actually drive <laughs> well so i mean i'm i'm sure you're familiar with the term racing sim right yes, like so, a, during the, like the pandemic a lot of the nascar guys did like virtual nascar races with these like high-end uh racing sims and shit. but you you know like your games like forza or gran turismo or i racing like if yeah, all you, based on real courses well, and shit. Yeah, the courses, but then the vehicles themselves too. Like if you turn off, you know, the all of the driving assist and everything that's built in that makes folks like you and I competitive when we use a controller, <laughs> you know, those cars, you know, and the haptic feedback and everything else, like you you're behind that wheel for all intent and purposes at that point. So you're braking, you're you know steering. And I immediately you're... crash when I do that. <laughs> exactly. I'm I'm kind of in that same boat. Like it it took me. I don't know. I was, I was under the influence of a lot of beer. <laughs> so um that 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 should be one of the things like cops do. Like they they're like all right, well you passed the breathalyzer, but I'm gonna put you in this driving sim and <laughs> you know. Depending on how you do, or like I, I've seen them utilize in some, you know, aspects of like defensive driving courses, that sort of thing. But you know, it, it's just crazy. But yeah, I mean, you know, like there was legit. I can't remember, you know, the person's name, but you know, he did a lot of the, you know, sim racing esports stuff, and did that for a few years, and then they put him behind the wheel of a, you know, fucking drift car, and he fucking did work like. Yeah, and especially like, you know, people like a younger generation of racers are getting into it. Yeah, a lot of them are using that kind of as a a practice, is like you use well, these race simulators hey, uh, if, when they're. If I crash in a racing sim, I didn't just destroy my actual <laughs> vehicle. Yeah, you know, like my wrist may hurt or something, but. I'm walking away from it, right? Like, you know, so it's a great way for people that want to experience, you know, racing or drifting or, you know, yeah, any... I just think like, you know, because in an actual car, you've got the feel of the car of like, you know, gravity and G-forces and all that, that I don't know if you can get in a, in a sim. So I'm like, and then that's, I wonder how well that translates. Uh... You would, you would be surprised. And that's where like, you and I can go to Walmart, right? We buy a little fucking wheel for, you know, a hundred bucks and, you know, we think we're doing something. <laughs> or, you know, you start getting into the Thrustmasters or some of the higher end and, you know, you start getting into the thousand, fifteen hundred dollar and you're like, oh shit, this wheel's pushing back against me. <laughs> or, you know, I can, you know, when I fucking lock up like an ABS, like my brake pedal is legit, like, it's it's all in how much money you got to play with, <laughs> right? On the the sim experience that you're going to have, but you know, like I've I, I've seen dudes like legit take an interior chassis of a vehicle and just put all of their shit in it. So you know, when they're streaming or whatever, it's like 
oh shit, this looks like the interior. But I've also <laughs> seen people take, you know, PVC pipe, right? Yeah. You know, find a way to mount, you know, their seat so they can adjust their seat and stuff and, you know, still do work. But, you know, regardless of, you know, how much you put into a everybody's got an advantage over in you and I trying to use a joystick controller. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, I guess we're not, we've not been playing with a high enough uh, <laughs> realistic controller. I've seen the guy, like the... The flight sim nerds that build, like, the fucking cockpits and shit and have, like, all the real buttons and oh, everything. Yeah. Like, you know, there's another game I was playing for a long time called SnowRunner, which is... is the semi-simulator? Yeah, or basically, you know, you're you're in the woods or the Yucatan Peninsula or, you know, whatever, you know, delivering logs and hauling heavy loads through fucking coyote trails trying to navigate your way around and... You know, shit gets pretty intense. I'm like, this is the most stressful slow-playing game I've ever been in. Like, I could never do this for a living. But, yeah, I mean, Sony Pictures, you know, had, had released that trailer. And, you know, looking at the trailer and everything else, like, it looks fucking awesome. Yeah, like, if you like a you know, intense racing movie, that it looks pretty, uh, pretty good. And I, I like, it was like, you know... David Hart was like, these are gamers. Like, they're not athletes. Like, well, you got to turn them into athletes. So he's like making them like run and touch grass and shit. And like, some of them are like, don't puke on my track. Don't puke on my track. <laughs> you didn't puke on my track, but you puked on my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, that's, dude, I mean, I've driven 18 hours and that's, that takes a toll on you. Like I could oh, yeah. inside imagine... like a race car it's like 100 degrees and you're yeah. you're fighting, you know, everything, not only, you know, the the competitors but the track and keeping your car, you know, still going like dude, I imagine there's a a level of physical, you know, requirement that it's not just I guess that's why you don't see like any, you know, heavyweight good old boy, you know, race car <laughs> drivers like Everybody that gets out of a NASCAR age, yeah, or something, you know, looks like they're in pretty good shape. <laughs> you got to save on weight, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. Cargo for... faster. Got to put a skinny guy in it. That's, that's why, like, you know, horse racers are all, like, little dudes. <laughs> got to save. Go faster if you weigh less. But, yeah, August 11th, 2023 is the slated release date for... Uh... Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo. Um, along Not that to be same line. the Gran Torino. <laughs> another great movie though uh fast x has released a uh another new trailer um i dude as much as i talk about i'm like you know we've, we've said it time and time again i'm still gonna see it Man, they're just fun <laughs> they get like, more and more ridiculous but it's just fun in this day and age that's all you gotta have is like some fucking fun no, everything doesn't have to be like super serious. Let's just do dumb shit in cars. Well, I mean, this, this time with Aquaman. <laughs> I mean, you know, this trailer's trying to be so serious, but at the same time, I'm like, in, in doing so, like, is it just going to become funny because of where we've been and what we've done up to this point? But. That's what makes them so funny. Is that, like they take it super serious, even though it's just the most ridiculous shit ever. 
dude, did you just hit me with a, a, a crane or whatever? <laughs> you, did you throw a helicopter at me? <laughs> but, you know, the, the, this trailer here, you know, so it really seems to kind of focus more on Dom and Letty's relationship and where the story's going to go a bit more than just the over-the-top action that we're so accustomed to. And despite unrealistic how some of it may be, I'm all for it. <laughs> but, golly. Ten, ten movies, dude. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, May nineteenth. We don't have too much longer to wait. God, May's gonna be had Evil Dead, and I'm gonna have to see Guardians, and I'm gonna have to see Fast X. Like the Machine comes out. Oh my, yeah, the Machine. <laughs> like, uh And we haven't even, you know, and this is just all the shit before the writers' strike. Like, that's the other thing I. Yeah, kinda the fall's gonna suck. Everything's <laughs> like, getting delayed. But, like, right now we got a lot of good shit in the pipe. But, yeah, by the end of the summer, it's like, yeah, Stranger Things have been pushed. Like, a lot of the other movies, TV shows that are scheduled to come out have been pushed because we're right in the middle of a, a writer's strike. Good thing we don't write shit, so we'll keep bringing you podcasts as long as there's stuff to watch and talk about. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, maybe Peacock and, you know, some of the streaming services to some degree will, you know, be able to bridge you know, that gap. I know we've got Beast Wars. That was a trailer that you had sent me, which looks fucking awesome. And that's one of the things, like, we, we make fun of, like, AI a lot. That's one of the kind of the concerns of the writer strike is they're with this, like, chat GPT, writers are afraid they're going to get replaced by AI and they're wanting to, like, you know, get paid more for streaming but then also get protections against people, you know, cutting them out by just replacing them with AI writers. Yeah, I mean, that's... I can see that to some degree, but at the same time, like, every industry, every facet of everything has competition. And, you know, competition, you know, typically breeds better and better. You know, that forces you to get out of a comfort zone or, you know, to take it up a notch or, you know... Maybe you weren't as invaluable as uh you know you once thought you were. I think a lot of these like contracts and stuff were written in a time before streaming, so now it's like we're not getting paid as much if something goes to Netflix versus goes to you know a, a major network or a movie theater. So now they're like we most of the shit's going streaming nowadays. We need to get paid for but, you paid know, for that I, shit. I I think it's all going. I mean, what are the major networks doing? Like, is there? Is there a show that you really follow right now that Dude, is I don't like, even have cable anymore. If it's exactly, not on streaming like, or like I mean I, I still watch keep up with all like the WB or whatever uh you know nerd stuff, but I can watch that on their website. I don't even have to have cable cuz usually like at least the last 5 episodes are on somebody's website, so I can just go directly to But I just saw like CW, right? Like didn't they just go down for like eight hundred, you know, and sixty-five million or something like that? Like, and a lot of it's uh, going to be a push to fuck. I think reality TV is about to make a comeback. I mean, which we hadn't talked about it, but you know, R.I.P. Uh, Jerry Springer passed, uh, you know, recently, and you know, Jerry, Jerry, yeah, that's uh, like you know. So Rachel, so, uh, she actually had a cousin. 
uh, on Jerry Springer one time, <laughs> you know, and the, the whole setup was he's, you know, gay and trans, and they had been dating two years before he realized, like, or, or, or something, like, all, but... <laughs> one of those weird... Yeah, shows. but, I mean, you know, he was just like... Yeah, dude, you're just going to come on and, you know, we're going to talk a bunch of smack and, you know, it's going to be a good time. And he's like, dude, that was probably one of the most fun experiences <laughs> I've had. Like, but yeah, I, I see them pushing more to the like unscripted programming, like, you know, stuff that doesn't need a whole lot of writers. Like, hell, I mean, fucking how many seasons did Deadliest Catch go? And like, you know, or these stupid reality shows. So I'm like. That and live sports too, like things that don't require writers. I think they're gonna like go heavy into that shit, uh, you know. In the, unless if this strike goes on for too much longer. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, the last one we had, like, I don't... what was it? Nineteen what? I can't remember. It's been a, it's been a while since. I mean, that's when. Uh... But I think it lasted like a hundred and you know. Uh, that's when we got like Doctor Horrible's sing along blog and a lot of like good internet content because that's where people were going to produce their shit since they couldn't do it in like you know actual you know studios and whatnot. So maybe we'll you know get a rise of cool YouTube programming yeah. <laughs> from these out of work writers. Well, uh, start some, producing your own shit. Something cool and interesting. The trailer for Twisted Metal. I mean, it didn't really get into a whole lot of the car action as I know it from the the video games, but you know, do you get to see Sweet Tooth? Yeah, it's kind and... of a kind of a teaser, and it's starring Anthony Mackie. Looks like we did, yeah, we did get a, a little a little sneak peek of uh of Sweet Tooth. But I, I used to love those games back in the day. Dude, they so. were a blast. Like I can remember, like when I'm surprised Twisted they... Metal Black came out on dude. Like I mean, you were living with me at that time. How many hours did oh, we put no in that idea. game? Like. Yeah, it's like uh, I'm surprised they haven't made a movie of this uh, or show of this yet because it's because it's, it's so damn action. costly. With Pro- yeah, <laughs> maybe just now effects have caught up to where they could actually make a a good you know version of uh, of this. I mean, it's basically fucking Death Race, but <laughs> I mean they, they made a movie of that and it's you know nearly the same premise. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I can remember in the games when they started trying to introduce backstories and other things to the characters and. Speaking of characters and backstories, we'll close on The Witcher Season 3, our final season with... Dude, I, I don't see how they carry on without Harry Cavill. Like, uh, Yeah, I mean, early rumors is like one of the, whatever, Thor's brothers are uh, going to take it over. But, but uh, I mean, dude, his passion for the character, his portrayal of yeah. Geralt, like... And this is when it's going to be released in two segments like the first of it's coming out sometime in june and then i think you know a couple weeks later in july we'll get the second half of the season but yeah this is going to be uh gerald's last ride we get some more uh unifer titties in this uh this season <laughs> that's, that's that's all you're after yeah pretty much <laughs> hot it, goth titties i'm in <laughs> absolutely uh any other news tidbits anything you want to share i think that's all we got check us out on cigarnerdpodcast.com and on the eso network at esonetwork.com we're on instagram facebook twitter youtube at cigar nerd pod and at cigar nerd podcast on youtube get your shirts at real men smoke cigars get your energy drinks at strikeforceenergy.com and dead by dawn dead by dawn and this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We are your hosts, Smokin' Joe and Brad Jackson. 
Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.